So maybe for you, you've been on some really great dates. Maybe you went on a really, really bad date one time, um, and it just seemed like everything went wrong, and you're like, yeah, this was terrible. I'm never doing this again. Maybe you've never been on a date, and that's not even on your radar. You're like, please don't talk about this. This is weird. Um, Regardless of where you find yourselves tonight, um, I think that this topic is for all of us, every single person in this room. Um, So don't check out, please. If you're not interested in this, you're like, this is dumb. I don't have this. I don't care about this. Don't check out um, because you will be interested in this probably at some point in your future. Um, We are in this series called Made, and we're talking about how we were made for relationships. God made us for relationships. So we talked about family, talked about friends, and tonight we're talking about dating. Now, I don't necessarily think that everyone in here was made for dating. That's just the reality of it, okay? But I do think that what we're going to talk about tonight and focus in on is something that everyone was made for, okay? Now, you'll understand what I mean by that as, as we go along. Um, now, we're talking about dating, but that, that might not even be the word that you use. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of old, okay? So I don't know what words, phrases you guys use. Maybe it's not date. Maybe it's not dating. Maybe that idea by itself just seems dated, <laughs> yeah, right? See what I did there? Um, There's a million different ways to categorize relationships like this. So maybe you're just hanging out. Maybe you're talking. Maybe you're just texting. Maybe you hang out with friends. Maybe this person that you like lives in another town or in another state, and so you FaceTime. Um, So I don't know what you call it, but to simplify what we're talking about tonight, I am going to use the term dating, and here's how we're going to define it. If you're taking notes, here's how I'm defining dating. Being in a relationship, whatever that looks like, where the other person means more to you than just being a good friend, okay? That's what we're talking about as far as dating goes, okay? And and even though dating is a thing, no matter how you define it, you might not be interested in that. You might not be interested in what we're talking about today, and there might be a few reasons why you're not interested in that. Uh, Maybe you are in a situation where it just, there's not a label. You don't have a label for it. Uh, You're both fine with not defining the relationship. Uh, You don't need things to be, exclusive. You're just having fun. You're hanging out. Um, and so why do you need to make things really heavy by, by slapping a, a title on it, right? Um, maybe you can't seem to find somebody that you're interested in. You're open to the idea of having a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, but, but nobody meets your standards at this point. Um, maybe the person you're interested in isn't interested in you, right? Um, or again, maybe dating just isn't even on your radar. Maybe you're like 11, 12 years old, and you're like, I'm way too young for this kind of stuff. Maybe you're 15, 16 years old, and you're like, man, I'm just, I love my friends. I just love, I'm super content just hanging out with my friends, and I can't even imagine adding a boyfriend or a girlfriend to that mix, because it'll ruin everything, right? Um, And then on top of one of those things, wherever you find yourself, you might be thinking right now, awesome, awesome. I get to hear about this topic from some random dude at a church who's probably going to tell me that dating is really bad, and you should just read your Bible and pray and be single forever, Right? And here's the deal. If that's you and that's how you think this is going to go, I'm telling you it's not. Okay. My goal tonight is not to try and convince you not to date um, or to feel guilty if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Um, In fact, I'm I'm not going to encourage you uh, not to date. I I want to help you date well. That's what this is about. I want to help you date well. Because no matter where you fall on this spectrum of, of dating, whether you're super duper single, and like not even interested at all, or the person you're with right now, you think you're going to marry someday. 
Um, chances are that most everybody in this room is going to date at some point. And if you're going to have a relationship like that someday, what we're talking about today, I think, gives you the best shot of having a great experience and ultimately being the type of person that God made you to be. Um, Now, you might be surprised to hear that the Bible actually does have some really helpful things to say about dating. Now, the Bible was written thousands of years ago, and so dating was a lot different. Um, but I think that what we talk about today relates to that and is, and is going to help us. The first book we're going to look at is the book of Proverbs. Um, the book of Proverbs is dedicated to wisdom, which means it's about gaining knowledge and then using that knowledge to uh, and apply it to our choices that we make in everyday life. Most of Proverbs was written by a guy named Solomon. Early on in Solomon's life, God gave him this supernatural uh, level of wisdom to rule over God's people. He was really wise, but just because he knew better didn't mean that he always did better, right? If you know the story of Solomon, he screwed up a ton. Um, He learned things the hard way. He disobeyed God a lot. Um, And so whether Solomon learned things from getting it right or uh, essentially getting it wrong, um, Proverbs is sort of an ultimate guide to making wise choices. And when it comes to dating, when it, com- when, it, when it comes to dating, gaining and applying wisdom is the best way to help you date. Okay? So if you're taking notes, yeah, you guys are writing that down. When it comes to dating, gaining and applying wisdom is the best way to help you date. So we're going to start off with a little bit of Solomon's wisdom here. Proverbs 24, 27 says this. Do your planning and prepare your fields before you build a house. Now, you might look at that and go, what? <laughs> what does that have to do with dating at all? Like, what? this, this is weird. Um, like a lot of things in the Bible, um, even though this verse is directed at a specific audience um, about a specific thing that really has nothing to do with dating, just like on the surface, um, I want to do this verse and I want to do the Bible right by, by saying that, yes, this verse is talking about, you know, essentially building a house. But there's, there's clearly more to this. I think this is a universal wisdom that is relevant to whatever we're talking about or what, what we're talking about tonight specifically. Um, Solomon is talking about a way to build a house, right? And, and this is his plan. And it's super, super simple. Write this down. Get your land ready for a house, then build your house. Now, I don't know how many of you are in construction or have had experience building houses, um, but a big part of getting the land ready for construction is making it level so that you can lay a foundation of some kind, right? And, you know, I don't know if we have any Lego fans in here, but just like you're just like building Legos, if you're trying to build some big massive thing, some sculpture, Um, it's really, really hard to do and you're going to screw up and it's not going to turn out exactly the way you want it to if you skip steps or you do the steps out of order, okay? And the same thing works for a house. You can't do that with a house. You need to take the right steps in the right order. And here's the deal. The most critical part of building is having a foundation in place before you actually build, all right? I think you can maybe see where we're getting at with this. Life works the same way. I heard this line. I thought it was really good. Preparation is the foundation success is built on. Ooh, that's good, right? 
that should be on a motivational poster. That's what I thought. It should be on a motiva- motivational poster with like hot air balloons over a beach or something like that, right? That would be awesome. Um, here's the thing. Even though we know this is true, how often do we try to be successful without building a foundation first? And all kinds of things, right? You know you have a big test coming up, but you spend the 30 minutes before studying, right? That's what we do. You know that you have to have a certain GPA in order to get into that preferred college of yours, but you don't start taking your grade seriously until about halfway through junior year. Whoops, right? You know that you have a big recital next week, but you haven't rehearsed yet. You know that tryouts are right on the horizon, but you've spent more time playing Xbox than in practicing soccer or whatever else, right? And listen, this is not about shaming people. That's not the point. We've all done this. I think it's human nature to look for the easy route. But, but that makes life difficult, okay? If you want good results, and I think all of us do, especially when it comes to our relationships, we have to take the right steps in the right order. We have to. And dating is no different. So we're going to apply Solomon's guide to house building here to our dating lives. Okay, and this is our bottom line for tonight. Focus on getting yourself ready before you date. All right? Focus on getting yourself ready before you date. If you want your relationship to have the best chance at succeeding, and that's all relationships, okay? Not just dating, but all relationships, you have to start by building a good foundation, which means you have to work on you. All right? You have to work on you. And I know that doesn't come naturally for us. Uh, we're going to look at another passage now that talks about love. <laughs> of course, Valentine's. And so it's from this letter uh, that Paul wrote to a church in Corinth, which was a city, ancient city. And chances are pretty decent you've heard this before. Maybe you've heard it read at a wedding. Maybe you've seen it in a Valentine's card. You've heard somebody say this or read this before. 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. And it goes like this. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It doesn't demand its own way. It's not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Now, that's a great list, right? Like, that's awesome. We read that. Paul, Paul makes love sound incredible here, right? We read that, and we go, man, I would, love, I would love to find somebody like that. I would love to find somebody that loves me that way. I would love to find someone that can treat me like that says. But hear me out, okay? If we need to lay a foundation, and we need to focus on ourselves before we move on to someone else, what does that passage then mean for me? It means that before we start looking for qualities of love in someone else, we have to focus on becoming that kind of person ourselves. Right? Because the truth is, learning to live this way and demonstrate this, this, these sorts of qualities pays off in our lives, whether you're dating or not. Learning to be patient, learning to be kind, not being proud, that makes every relationship better, right? Your, your friends, your family, your dating life, it doesn't matter. So when you work on these qualities now, it pays off now and later. 
And I, I think that we, we tend to believe that when we meet someone that we're interested in, we just are naturally going to like figure this stuff out and like treat the person well. Like, oh, I just love them. And so I know I'm going to treat them well. That's not true. That does not come naturally. When it comes to loving somebody else well, we need practice. We have to practice. We don't just become patient. You don't just become kind by accident. It doesn't come naturally. And so if you want to have good relationships, if you want to have a good dating life now and later on, you know, whenever it may come, you have to focus on who you are becoming. You have to work on these things now. And so I know some of you in here have been dating maybe a while, um, even our adults. Some of you have been married for a while, right? But I, you need to know that, that it's not too late to work on yourself and to work on becoming the kind of person that, talk, that Paul talks about here. Now, if you're not dating someone right now, maybe you're in middle school and you're like, again, I, this isn't for me. Great. My personal advice is don't date in middle school. You're middle schoolers. Like, it's, it's not necessarily for you. You're young. You're trying to figure yourself out. You are probably not in the best position to try and figure somebody else out at this point. And honestly, that might go for some of the high schoolers too. But again, I'm not here to tell you not to date. That's not the point of tonight. Um, but if you're not dating anyone, then you're in the perfect position to work on getting yourself ready. Even if you are dating, you're in a great spot to be able to work on yourself. But I, I want to say this, who you are becoming is more important than who you're dating. Okay? Who you are becoming is more important than who you're dating. Now, I want to speak another little piece into all of this. It's kind of a, it's kind of a side note. It's bonus material, right? It still pertains to this, but it's, it's a little bit different. Um, I want you to focus on getting yourself ready. Okay, I believe that that's God's desire for you. But if you are dating, um, or if you plan to date, let me say this, don't let it consume you. Okay, don't let it consume you. Don't let it become an obsession. Dating can be fine, but it becomes a problem when that person, or even just the idea of having a person, becomes an obsession. You've seen this with people that you know, right? We're not calling anybody out. We're not pointing fingers or anything. But, but it's that guy who you can't have a conversation with without him talking about his girlfriend, right? Oh, you have a girlfriend? We didn't know, right? Or it's that girl that no matter what is going on, oh, this reminds me of my boyfriend. I want to talk about my boyfriend all the time. And the, the conversation is always redirected to that person. And you can tell they're just obsessed. So how do you know when this person has become obsessed? When they have someone in their life and that's all they think about? If that's all you think about is that other person, I think you're probably obsessed right? If, if somebody has somebody in their life and that's all they talk about, like your friends don't want to have any more conversations with you because that all you talk about is your boyfriend or your girlfriend, that could be a problem. Um, when, when that's all you spend your time with, when you've abandoned all of the relationships because you only want to spend time with your boyfriend or your girlfriend, you lose relationships that way, that's a problem. Or when you don't have somebody in your life, but the idea of having someone just consumes you and takes up all of your headspace and you just desperately want to have somebody, you're searching and you're waiting and you're hoping to find that person and you talk about it more than maybe somebody who is actually dating, you're obsessed. Now you might be thinking like, what? I don't understand, why is this a bad idea? Like, is it obsessed? Is it being obsessed to, to just want to be, with? I mean, I'm not like, you know, kicking puppies or eating rocks or something weird, right? Like, I'm not obsessed with something weird like that. Like, this is just wanting to, to date somebody. Is that really a bad thing? Why are we making it such a big deal? Listen, you're right. There's nothing wrong with having someone in your life. There's nothing wrong with being excited about that. And if you don't have somebody, there's nothing wrong with, with wishing that you did. 
But I've said this before, and I love this phrase, when a good thing becomes an ultimate thing, it becomes a destructive thing. Okay, and that goes for anything, but, but especially dating. When a good thing becomes an ultimate thing, it becomes a destructive thing. When it's your entire life, and it consumes you, it, it will tear you apart. Because that's not what you were designed for. And here's a couple specific reasons why. As teenagers, one, you'll miss out. If dating consumes you, you're going to miss out. Listen, there is so much right now that you will miss out on if you're obsessed with relationships or the idea of a relationship. You're going to miss out on chances to make memories with your friends. You're going to miss out on chances to connect with your family. You're going to miss out on chances to develop your talents that God has given you. You might miss out on chances to to learn new things or influence other people. You might even miss out on uh, uh, being able to grow in your faith. Because being too focused on one thing, whether it's a person, a relationship, or a hobby, or anything, that shrinks your life down, okay? And you'll miss out on things. The second thing is you'll alienate people. I've kind of already mentioned this. Listen, your friends aren't stupid, okay? Like, they realize, even if you don't think that that, that they do, that all of you is consumed with this other person, and you don't have time for them anymore. That's a really great way to lose friendships. And down the road, when you break up with that person not to be harsh, but chances are high. When you break up with them, where are your friends? You left them a long time ago. They don't want to be friends with you anymore because you completely abandoned that relationship. When dating consumes you, you miss out and you alienate people. Don't get consumed with dating. Listen, you don't need anybody else, okay? You don't need another person to make you a whole person, all right? All you need is Jesus, He's who makes you whole. He's what completes you. You don't need another person to do that for you. As a teenager, okay, focus on becoming who God made you to be. Focus on that. And then go and be a teenager, okay? Go have fun. Do things that you like to do. Hang out with your friends. And if you meet somebody along the way, great. Awesome. But don't spend this time of your life waiting for that person to show up. There is there's way too many things that are awesome about your life for you to not enjoy it because you're too consumed with a relationship. Okay? All right, step off the soapbox for a second. Got kind of worked up, man. I'm sweating. Um, okay, so again, Paul gave us a really, I'm going to wrap up right now. Paul gave us a really big list to work from here in 1 Corinthians 13. And my encouragement is don't be overwhelmed by that list. Take a couple of those things at a time. Now, don't just like go, well, I'm only going to do these two things. No. You need to do all of them because that's what we've been called to. But take a few of them at a time. Focus on maybe being patient. Focus on being kind and then work from there, okay? Work on being more patient. Work on being more kind. Um, You can be kind to people in your life. Maybe your stepmom's really driving you crazy. You can be patient there. You can be kind there. If your little sister steals your shirt and spills spaghetti on it and you want to flip out, show some patience, be kind. If your friends are being really hateful, maybe they're texting bad things about you behind your back and kind of trashing you to others, take a deep breath, be patient, be kind. You can do those things. You might think like, how does treating my mom or my sister or whoever, any, anybody else, how does that relate to my dating life? It does. Eventually, there's going to be days where your boyfriend or your girlfriend drives you insane, right? They're not going to seem so perfect anymore, and you're not going to want to be patient or kind. That's really inconvenient. But if you practice these things, if you practice these qualities, it's going to be easier for you to use them and demonstrate them when you need to in whatever relationship that you're in, Okay. So guys, again, 
what we've talked about is huge today. I think it applies to everybody in this room. Whether you're dating or not, be who God made you to be. You need to focus on yourself first. Instead of focusing on anybody else, deciding whether they're right for you, prepare your fields, okay? Prepare your fields, work on the foundation of your house, and focus on getting yourself ready first, okay? Let's pray, and we're going to go to small groups. God, thank you for this message. I think it's convicting to everybody, whether they're, you know, not even considering dating at all, you know, 11, 12 years old, or whether we're, you know, in our 60s and we've been married for a long time. Everybody in between, like, we have to focus on ourselves. We have to, we have to strengthen our foundation. That's what you want. We need to be the type of people that you want us to be, and that will help every other relationship that we have. We were made for relationships, but very specifically, you have created us to be the type of person that you want us to be. So help us to focus on that before we focus on anything else. God, we ask for wisdom. We ask for guidance in that. You promise us that, that, that you would give those to us if we ask for them, and so we're asking. God, I pray for the conversations that we're about to have in small groups. I pray that they bless you and that they honor you and that we can actually get something out of them. We love you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. God, I pray for the conversations that we're about to have in small groups.